you, Steve. Now Sarah's going to lift our spirits. <laughs> if only. I think that Steve has delivered the speech that I was going to give because I think that his appraisal of the situation is absolutely right. And I think there is a grave danger because at this stage in a government is normally the time when you can get constructive cross-party working to deliver things. The closer you get to an election, the more difficult that becomes. And the problem at the moment is because things feel rather fragile, I think the Corbyn feels that we should be on an election footing permanently. And this is going to hamper all those attempts, I feel, at cross-party working. Because the other issue here is that with a hung parliament, the only way that you can get things done is by consensus and cross-party working. So that is the thing that worries me. And the other point that worries me has already been touched on by Steve, that all the energy is being consumed by Brexit at the moment and how that is going to be delivered. And I think that's the great tragedy. And above all this, we all know, all of us in this room, people sense it outside, that what we have to do is get on and deliver sustainable long-term funding for health and social care. We are going to see a green paper on social care. My view is that this is an opportunity missed because we should be looking at health and social care together. Because one thing's very clear to me, wherever I speak, if I ask people whether they would be prepared to pay more for the health service, it's always yes for the majority of people. If you ask people about social care, it's a different answer. Because people don't really start thinking about social care until it affects them and their family. If I go to an audience and I ask people, how many people in this room have either personally used the NHS in the last year or a member of their close family? It's really the vast majority. If I ask people, have you or a member of your family or somebody you really care about use social care, it's not. And I think that sort of typifies why but people's attention is always on the NHS, but it tends not to be on social care until the last minute. And so by bringing the two together, not only do you help to deliver sort of public support, but also it's the right thing to do because we can't keep separating health and social care. I know that there are great complexities because of the different funding model, one being free at the point of use and the other means tested and bringing those two systems together is enormously complicated. Kate Barker and the King's Fund, their commission showed us a sensible route forward that we could have moved slowly towards an integrated system. But politically delivering that is enormously challenging. And that became very clear to me in the election campaign. I was going around and street after street, every single household, every door I knocked on, told me that they were supporting Theresa because it was a very personalised campaign. We're behind Theresa. And then came the social care funding announcement. And it was like falling off a cliff. The fox hunting issue didn't help, I can tell you. But the real cliff edge was actually explaining to people that they personally would have to be paying more for social care. And they didn't like it. As we heard from Steve, people are used in election campaigns to being told what they'll be given. Absolutely not used to having it set out to them that they might have to pay more, that these benefits might have to be put towards social care. And even those who really could afford to lose those payments, often felt that this was a point of principle, that this was going to be somebody attacking them. It felt like a real loss. But of course, the issues around funding of social care and around those who are having home care, the way that would be funded, that was done extraordinarily clumsily, in my view. Instead of, as we heard, having a big debate about how we're going to pull the risk 
it felt very clunky. There was no case made for why this was the right thing to do. And now, having been so badly stung by that, and having been told by the DUP that they wouldn't support it, there's no way that we can get some of these really major reforms through. So what we're going to do is we're going to, as we always do, send it down the line with lots more discussion and green papers. But will it actually get across the line? It will not get across the line without cross-party support. And I fear that support won't be there because the Labour Party is on a permanent election footing and wants to be in the position to promise everything to everyone. And so I'm afraid we are very stuck. And so how are we going to get out of this mess? Well, I think there is a role for Parliament here and a role for the select committees because select committees have a tradition of cross-party working. And I very much hope that the Liaison Committee, when it's finally able to get up and running, will play a much more muscular role in trying to coordinate something of cross-party working to try and make it clear to both political leaders and to the public to do that job of explaining why we have to get on and tackle this. And I think it needs to do that and to play a more muscular role precisely because all the energy of government is going to be consumed with Brexit and firefighting, firefighting those short-term issues. You may feel, and I think Steve is absolutely right, we're not going to get any health legislation, major health legislation. I personally think it's a good thing. The last thing we need is another major structural reform. I think we'd all agree on that. But there are some small but important pieces of legislation that would be very helpful around, for example, regularising STPs, giving them a statutory footing about regulation. But anything that is going to be achieved will have to be achieved through uh, secondary legislation. And so that's a missed opportunity, but also a good thing because it means we're not going to have any major reorganisation. So I think that's the picture. As somebody who's in Parliament at the moment watching this, it does feel very fragile. There are many divisions within all the political parties themselves which are being barely papered over. And so the internal party energy is also being consumed by that. So as I say, I think the way forward is for select committees and Parliament to take a greater role and to lead these discussions with the public. And one can only hope that even if those who do feel themselves on election footing, I very much hope that Jeremy Corbyn will himself think, if there's a serious possibility that I'm going to be in power, actually it's the right thing to do because these issues are not going to go away. And so that getting behind a reform that actually takes something from all the political parties, because no one has a monopoly on good ideas, I hope that he will see that that is in his interests because it's certainly in the country's interests for us to try and move forward on this debate. Thank you. <laughs>